ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello and welcome to The Daily Home Edit, the daily podcast from the team at Home Beautiful magazine. I'm Katrina O'Brien, Managing Editor of Home Beautiful, and today I'm joined in the HB studio with one of Home Beautiful's favourite contributors, illustrator, artist and author Matt Cosgrove. Now, each month Matt comes up with a rather wonderful illustration for Home Beautiful's quite iconic last page in the magazine called Unsung Icons, written by another HB favourite, comedian David Smeet. But if you have children under 10, you'd probably know Matt as best-selling author and children's book um, illustrator and the creator of Macca the Alpaca, Matt's most beloved character. He's also the author of the epic tale, failed tale series and many other books and has illustrated books for Jackie French and um, Glenda Millard, no less. He also worked in this very building as Nari Claire's magazine's creative director a few years back. Matt, welcome to the Home Beautiful studio. Hi, Katrina. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, it's so lovely to have you here and see, put a face to those beautiful illustrations that we have every month in the magazine. <laughs> and I have to tell you, Unsung Icons of our back page is, for the Home Beautiful um, staff, one of the most uh, fabulous pages in the magazine. It's been there for a long time, but it really stepped up when you came on board to illustrate David's wonderful words. Now, we think it's like the gift that keeps on giving because we, first of all, we get in the office, we get the, the words by David, which are just hilarious. They and are, then yes. we then we send them off to you. And then your illustration comes back and it's just, we're giggles galore. <laughs> so how do you feel when you get those words from David? I love it. It's my favorite job every month. Oh, so yeah, I look forward to uh, receiving that email. And for me, it's a delight opening up and reading David's words. He's hilarious. He's, He's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> and um, so yeah, it's a joy for me. It's absolutely my favorite job to do every month. And, and it's great. It's so um, like, basically it's all about the most, it goes back to our childhood. I think that's what I love about most. So those yes. iconic things that you don't even think about. And then mm-hmm. David, and sometimes you've suggested some as well. And yes. these things from whether they're bean bags or the blow up pool, which yes. we were discussing <laughs> that illustration earlier yes. and you just um, bring them to life. Immediately, like, is there something that you get out of those words and you think, ah, oh, yeah, that's the thing? <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I think it's sort of the genius behind David's words. When you mm-hmm. read it straight away, it takes you back to your childhood, mm-hmm. and um, he just captures that moment. And um, as an illustrator, as soon as I read it, it sort of sparks into my head an image. Yes, um, yes. And you go you know, immediately. That's immediately, it. yeah, I start sketching and scribbling away, mm-hmm. and um, it's. I find it. It's. He's just so spot on in capturing what it was about those uh, elements from the past or our childhood or suburbia or whatever. He just brings it to life and in such a 
funny way and yeah. so spot on in um you know celebrating it but also making fun of it yeah. like why why some of these trends why why did we embrace them so much um, like, there's one word what was the one i was just showing you where you had that what was this one the wrought iron which was the, pretty crazy stuff the wrought iron that was a tricky one oh, to yes. illustrate occasionally one comes along where it's like I have no idea what to do with this. And wrought iron was one of them. It's like, how can I make a funny, nice illustration out of wrought iron? So, and you yeah, did it. You I was literally it. wrought, uh, like working on it. I didn't know what to do. But um, yeah, for those ones, I sit on it for a week and just sort of yeah. stew on okay. it. And eventually something sort of pops into my head. And yeah. Hopefully I do justice to oh, David's words. And yeah. do they pop it? Does it pop into your head sort of at the most random time? Of course, at the most <laughs> inconvenient time, you know, in the middle of the night, in the shower. You you know, the, the, wherever you are where there's no paper or pencil yes. around, that's when it happens. That's and you're right. like, gosh, I hope I remember that for later. That's right. Are you got forever? Do you have a pen and paper by your book every night? And or, I mean, by your bed and stuff like that? Absolutely. Like I said, because you never know when that idea mm. is going to strike, mm. especially for my books, you know, you know the, the idea for a character or a book title or anything could sort of pop into your head at any time. Yeah. So you just have to be ready to scribble it down before it evaporates. Absolutely. <laughs> you've got to catch those dreams, don't yes, you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So talking about your books, you've got an amazing one that's just out now with Celeste Barber. How did that all happen? That was exciting. I mean, she's a genius, a comic genius. You're drawn to these characters. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I... Um, I'd sort of been really reluctant to illustrate somebody else's yes, work for yes. a long time. Yeah. So um, just because I had my own ideas and I was happy doing my own thing mm. and I'd been sort of very adamant with my publisher, I just wanted to do my own books and they always kept trying to sneak in. Oh, we've got this great <laughs> manuscript you should check out. Why don't you just read this? I was like, no, no, no. And then my publisher said, oh, have you heard of Celeste Barber? I was like, yeah, of course I've heard of Celeste Barber. She's amazing. And she's like, well, I think you'd want to read these words. Amazing. And again, when I read those words, it was straight away way um sort of the images just sort of pop into my head like fireworks almost those images burst into life and um you know i just wanted to grab the paper and start drawing straight away Amazing. so that's when you kind of know i'm right for this book or Absolutely. you know it's it's the one for me so and did the publisher or celeste have you in mind for that one um, i think it, it was the publisher mm -hmm. who had me in mind so um they suggested me and then celeste sort of approves Great. the roughs and of that's where that's the way it goes i guess like when i'm illustrating unsigned icons i'm not working with david yes. you send me david's words yes. i illustrate them and yes. i hope he likes them it's <laughs> and, amazing so and for it, that one like you wouldn't have got any direction it's just like you said it's like fireworks coming absolutely yeah you just for illustrating a picture book you just get the manuscript you just get the words no suggestions for what to draw it's up to the illustrator to come up with those images yes. and now um, i've got to get this right what's the name of the book again celeste Sorry. the giraffe loves to laugh of course, that's yeah, the one. it's very cute it's, <laughs> it's very funny sweet. and it has like a really sweet message about just being yourself not trying to you know match everybody else so that's it's great. a really really sweet book and it's really funny as well and that's her first book isn't that's it? that's her first picture, picture book. book yeah her autobiography that she released last mm, year was a right. bestseller yes. it was very very funny <laughs> and i think she's branched out into picture books now and i'm oh, lucky enough that i get to illustrate her first one i got to meet her the oh, other day for the great. first time yeah we did a book signing <laughs> and she's just as hilarious in real life is as she, she is yeah on oh, instagram so yeah i just laughed the whole time it was the most fun i've ever had at a book signing oh that's so, good yeah. oh god they must be you must um what do you when you go to those book signings is it like this like is anyone going to turn up for my party uh that's yeah that's very nerve-wracking i've had that as well where the only people there you're directly 
directly related to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's nice. It's nice when there's a few strangers in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like Celeste, well, there should be a few there. Yeah, hopefully, she's very popular. Nice. Yeah. Now, Matt, you um, obviously invest not for your own books, though. I mean, I just Macca the alpaca. He's a legend. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when did he come into fruition? How many years ago would it have been? Uh, maybe it's maybe uh, two or three years ago. Um, the I had the idea for it, but it was only, he only actually got released at the beginning of last year. Oh, but um, it's kind of been a weird sort of publishing sensation where um, everybody liked him, and it's just being reprinted, and yes. the series has just sort of Amazing. kept on going. So yeah, that was a surprise. For me, for the publisher, for everybody. And why so, do you think he's resonated with people? Um, that's a good question. I wish I knew because then I could you know, sell that formula to <laughs> yes, everybody right. else. But I think, um, you know, there's a really sweet message with the Macca books. All of those have a really sort of nice moral to them. Mm. I think he's just a really cute character. He's got those wonderful eyes and massive eyelashes that just sort of draw you in. Mm. And I think I was just very lucky that I released a book about an alpaca at that time when the entire universe kind of decided that they loved alpacas. <laughs> so I think it was just that coincidence of timing that, yeah, yeah. and just very, very lucky that um, I had that book on the shelf mm. when everybody was going, we love alpacas. Yeah. And, of course, there's Al the pal. So he's, yeah, his yeah, best pal, he's, Al, best yeah. Pal. <laughs> he's the best. But I thought it was really interesting, which is absolutely fantastic, when I read and found out that you actually, that Al Alpacas with Maracas was chosen as a 2019 national, and I'll have to, simul what is it, simultaneous story time Yeah, it book. doesn't really flow off the no, tongue. No, it doesn't. Does it? They could have come up with something a bit catchier, <laughs> yes. I think. So we just say NSS, for oh, National goodness. Simultaneous Story Time. Yeah, which so. is basically the concept where they wanted to get at least a million kids from across Australia and New Zealand reading the same book at the same time? Yeah, just to sort of celebrate literacy and to celebrate mm. libraries. Mm. Every year the Library Association of Australia picks a picture book by an Australian author and illustrator. And this year I was lucky enough that they picked Alpacas with Maracas as their book for uh, National Simultaneous Story Time, which meant that we did have, we had over a million kids across Australia and New Zealand reading my book at exactly the same time on Wednesday, the 22nd of May at 11am. We had, I think, I forgot the number, but it was like 1 million, you know, 384,000 or something like that. So, which is incredible for me to think that there was actually that many people reading my book at the same time, because, you know, generally, you know, it's, before that, it's really just my mum reading my books. So suddenly they sort of step into this other realm where, yeah. you know, lots and lots of kids are reading the book and getting joy from it. It's been absolutely wonderful yeah. for me. I yeah. can't believe it's that it's amazing. happening. Yeah. I mean, that's just such a, I mean, it, on, on so many levels, it's sort of like, I suppose when you're illustrating a book or writing a book, it can mm -hmm. be a bit of a solitary thing. But for the have that sort of unison, like, Knowing mm -hmm. that a million people are reading your book, yeah, I think you've um, you've nailed it there. Mm. Creating a book is a really solitary mm. process. I'm just sort of <laughs> locked away in the garage, drawing and writing by myself, and you know, sounding a bit you know crazy, like reading the words out loud to make sure it's rhyming and stuff. And then suddenly you move on to that next level where you're actually reading it out loud to a group of people. Mm. And then with um, NSS, it was sort of not just a group of people, like over a million kids. That's, That's I can't amazing. even get my head around. Oh, I know. <laughs> Picturing that. And did kids, did they start writing to you? And after, uh, yeah. after you must get a lot of letters. I do get a lot of really super cute uh, letters and fan mail and drawings of alpacas from the kids, which oh, is lovely. Oh, it's, so it's beautiful. Did they ask, I was looking at your website, they asked some pretty cool questions. What's some of the cool, craziest uh, questions you've been asked? Oh, gosh. That's a tricky one. The questions always sort of catch you off guard. Um, um, 
kids sort of have no boundaries. It's yes. always, hey, how much money do you make? What kind of car do you drive? <laughs> Are you married? Uh, <laughs> so uh, random. You know, just very, very uh, random ones. And then suddenly it'll go to, you know, what's your favorite cartoon character? Nice. Or yep. My favorite question of all time from a kid was she asked really, really earnestly, how do you color in between the lines? <laughs> and I could sense her pain. Like, you know, she'd struggled with this. I just wanted to say, don't worry, it's fine. Color outside the lines. Don't panic. Just have fun. So, oh, so yeah, it was There's very, so much to explore outside yes, the lines. Absolutely, <laughs> I know. I just, I just wanted to know it was okay. You know, oh. don't. Um, I think so many um, kids, kids love drawing instinctively. They love it, but then that sort of love gets sort of knocked out of them along the way. Where you know you have people saying you haven't coloured in between the lines, mm. or that doesn't look like a house, or whatever. And you know, people sort of start losing that love and that passion for drawing. Mm. I mean, so many adults that say, "I wish I hadn't given up drawing," or it's like. Everybody can draw. Everybody should be drawing. It's such a fun thing to do. Um, so, yeah, that's I try to encourage kids wherever I'm going just to keep drawing yeah. and have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. And did you, were you a kid that had a, always had a notebook in your hand? And a absolutely, yeah, that sums me up perfectly. <laughs> so with my toys, I used to, I didn't play with my Masters of the Universe or my Transformers. I used to pose them in scenes and then I would draw them and sketch them. So I'd Amazing. always been obsessed with drawing, even from a very early age. That's, and were your family creative or? Um, I guess there's people in my family that like to paint or mm -hmm. like to draw, but um, I think I might be the first one that's really sort of um, – just gone overboard with it yes. and sort of, you know, it's become my life. Yeah, yeah. So. It's amazing. And you probably when you – because you studied visual um, communication, yeah, is that right? Yeah, so I studied um, – I can't even – what do I have? I have a Bachelor of Design <laughs> in Visual Communications majoring in Illustration. So, yeah, so I studied illustration at university. Um, so to become an illustrator, you don't have to study professionally. You just need a really good portfolio. But mm. I felt that studying was the right way for me to go to sort of, um, you know, get that sort of professional – tuition and encouragement mm. and development. And I found that, you know, that really helped me develop a lot of different styles and try different techniques I wouldn't have done otherwise. Mm. And also it gave me a circle of friends who are creative as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, it was fantastic. Could you have imagined at that time that you'd be you know, becoming this children's book author uh, sensation? Uh, <laughs> well, at the time, at the time I was like, yes, this is definitely going to happen. This is going to be my career. And then the reality of that sunk in um, very, very quickly after it's like it's very very hard to make a living as an as an illustrator which is why um after a while i sort of moved into magazines mm. because you know there aren't that many full-time jobs for illustrators so i was lucky in that i was able to sort of branch out and move into uh working in the magazine industry which mm. was fantastic mm. um you know i absolutely loved uh working on marie claire mm. and, and in the heyday of magazines especially when marie claire is such a leading fashion title yeah it, it was incredible Absolutely. Doing that, working on those photo shoots mm. and stuff, that was um, insane. It was a whole other world of sort of, uh, you know, glamour and excitement mm. out of, outside of my everyday existence. So <laughs> just thinking like, you know, when you're at a photo shoot where there's security guards there guarding the clothes, you know, you know, you know this is another world. It's next level. So, um, yeah, it was lots and lots of fun. So I loved, loved working in magazines. But my heart had always sort of been mm. in picture books. So even um, on the rare occasions when we had a lunch break at Marie Claire, like I would run up to the bookshop down the road and, you know, flick through the kids' books wow. and, you know, think okay. this is what I really want to be doing. Wow. So, um, and what sort of, you know, made you take that leap? The leap? Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know, was it a midlife crisis or was it um, – 
I think I was very pragmatic in the on the exact day when I had earned my long service leave, I handed in my resignation oh, because I had two months of paid time saved up that sort of gave me an opportunity to go back and really work on my portfolio and going back to the children's book publishers that I used to work for and sort of pitching myself going, this is what I want to do. Here are my ideas. Wow. Um, but the big flaw with that plan was all of the publishers that I'd worked with had retired. Oh, <laughs> so, no. so I didn't know anybody in the uh, publishing industry, in the children's <laughs> book industry anymore. So I was really sort of starting from square one again. So um, so even though I've been doing this for 25 years, making picture books, yes. um, it's really uh, it's kind of like, you know, my second coming or my renaissance yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I have. So sort of just moving into like my fourth or fifth year now in my sort of Amazing. second round. And this one seems to be going a little bit better than the first time, <laughs> luckily. So, uh, so I don't know what, why that is, whether amazing. it's the experience that I've had or yep. now that I have kids myself, yes. I actually know yep. what you want to read in a kid's book. Yeah, and I've right. read the same book a thousand times <laughs> to my <laughs> kids. All, and, yes. yeah, so you have that experience <laughs> yeah. and you sort of, um, and I guess this time I've just been a bit more determined mm. and, um, you know, really sort of put my my heart into it and, um, yeah, I'm just super lucky that it's worked out. Yes. Hopefully, and, and fingers crossed still. I'm still, <laughs> still keeping that freelance work going. I'm still hoping Unsung Icons continues. So. <laughs> Forevermore. <laughs> yes. Don't worry, you're not going anywhere with those. But taking that leap of faith was pretty amazing, wasn't it? I mean, would you advise people not, to do that? Probably or? not. I think that's where all my grey hair has come from <laughs> and where all my sort of stress and angst. It was, um, it was definitely a very risky thing and um, – I did have to sort of continue basically doing freelance work to to yeah. sort of finance that mm -hmm. um, because I guess with books, you don't actually get any money back until a few years later course, where you yeah. start, the royalties start trickling yes, in. Yes, so, yes, yes. So um, yeah, it's a thing. tricky, tricky one to do, mm. but I guess anybody who wants to do that, you kind of, you make it happen. Yep. Yeah. Passionate about. And you said that you've got your kids now and you've got boys that mm -hmm. are 13 and 11. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Are they fans? Um, they are. They're, are. They're probably, <laughs> fans is probably a bit stronger word. Probably um, brutal critics is better. You know, they don't sugarcoat their feedback on my work. Um, so I'm lucky I live with my own focus group, group really, because yes. they get to um, test test everything out. And I know if, if they want to hear it again or they want to reread it or I catch them reading it, then I know I'm onto a winner. Yes. If they walk away mid-sentence, then I know I probably need to do a little bit more work on it. So it's pretty amazing. Yes. And so, I mean, it's interesting because they were, would have you had, um, um, you know, your alpaca theories when they were young or was it a bit, yeah, well, a bit they, older? Um, I guess – Coming the, at the end, aren't yeah, they? they sort of they've moved on past the picture book yes. phase. I don't yeah. think anyone moves past picture yes. books. Like I'm, you know, in my forties and I still love picture yeah, books. Yeah. I think yes. you can still love them. But yeah. Um, yeah, they, I guess they've moved on from you know that sort of being, um, you know, sort of enchanted by mm. picture book stage. They still mm. appreciate them and like them, basically because I force <laughs> it on them. But uh, it, at that time when they were younger, it was great to sort of have that direct feedback and yep. sort of, um, you know. Yeah. Now you've got two boys that are coming into that teenage. I think there's a bit of a struggle to keep them reading. Absolutely, How do you keep them yeah, reading? it is How tricky. Um, I don't know. This is probably embarrassing for them, but we still we still do story time every night, so we still read. It's just we um, we're reading the books that they want to read. So we like we're, we're reading The Hunger Games, or yes. we're reading Ready Player One. So we're yep. still reading together as a family. Yeah. Um, 
So just try and keep that connection. And it's a fantastic time at the end of the day just to pick up a book and read with them. And it sort of moves you away from that yelling at them to do their homework or to pick up their shoes or whatever. And um, it just sort of lets you sort of sit with them and read and it lets – you know, we, it brings up questions in the text and we can discuss things yeah. and it brings up other conversations and things. But, yeah, um, yeah so that's so – I'm so still important. trying to maintain that. And yeah. sometimes on nights where I'm too busy, I'm like, oh, God, I've got deadlines. I can't read to you. They're disappointed. They're like, oh, no, we want to read. And it's like, okay, I need to put my pencil down yes, and go yeah. and read with them while yeah. they want to do it. And Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's encouraging them when they're showing interest Yeah, at absolutely. Yeah, and I still love, like, catching them reading. Yes. Like, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's great because neither of them were. Um, book lovers in a sense whereas as a kid I was you know I always had a book in my hand I was always reading Um, I really sort of we had to sort of nurture that in them Mm. and I feel like it's taken root in them that you know I still catch them like in I'd sort of nooks around the house or, you know, sitting on the steps reading. And it's like, oh, it makes me so happy. I bet it <laughs> yeah. does. What a beautiful thing yeah. to see in your household. Mm. And Matt, what, what's next? You're working on books all the time, are you? Um, are you? I think, I think I'm going to be drawing alpacas until I die, basically. <laughs> now, I think once you do something that's successful, <laughs> the, the, I'm hanging the in publisher's there. <laughs> like, where's the next one? So, um, yeah, so I'm finishing off a picture book. I've up to I've only got a couple of pages left, and as soon as that's done, then I'm working on the next Mac of the Alpaca book. So, and do you see alpacas everywhere, like um, on the bus or something? Like they turn into it. I've been surprised at how popular alpacas are in Australia. There's over half a million alpacas in Australia, oh, wow. and um, I'm lucky. I've kind of been unofficially embraced by the Australian Alpaca Association of Australia. <laughs> yeah, um, because I guess with the popularity of the books and with National Simultaneous Story Time, um, there was this call for alpacas to come to libraries and to schools for book Fantastic. readings and stuff. So, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, so I do see alpacas everywhere. I <laughs> love it. Sense. They're so cute. I've, um, I've, I've been lucky enough to do some photo shoots with alpacas and actually read to alpacas oh in, in the library. So we had libraries in the uh, State Library of New South Wales, the oldest library in Australia. I think they threw out the rule book and let us take um, actual alpacas inside there and we were reading to them. So it was that's just in, beautiful. They're absolutely uh, fascinating, uh, unique animals with so much personality yeah, in yeah. their faces. But it's quite amazing to think that this has just taken you off into this whole new direction, into I all these schools. didn't expect that at yeah, all, it's no. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Well, life turns around in so many <laughs> yes. ways, is not it? Well, we're very lucky because thank goodness that you are going to be continuing doing Unsung Icons every month. Yeah. Oh, no, forevermore. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, Matt. Thanks for coming into the Thanks H2 for having too. me, Katrina. It's been my pleasure. Oh, it's fantastic. Thank you, Matt. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our chat with Matt today. And please remember to rate, review and subscribe. Until next time, see you. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.